0: are gonna have some gratuitous sex and violence you guys are always bring the very best violence
1: no relationship no emotion, just sex.
2: hello everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of gratuitous sex and violence the podcast where we prove that we are men and men love sex and violence. Yep, I'm I'm always working to prove that every day. My- I am Man Lando, <laughs> and my co-host and guest is my man Ned. Are you a man, Ned? Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I I am I'm reasonably confident, reasonably confident in this. Absolutely. No, we're we're not surprisingly watching a movie about gender roles, but you'll see why I chose that themed opening here in a little bit when we start watching this movie. We're watching Orgasmo, mm-hmm. which is a 1997 American sex comedy film written, directed, and edited by Trey Parker and produced by Matt Stone, known better as The South Park Guys. Um, it stars Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and... Dean Bashar, Robin Lynn, and Michael Dean Jacobs. The plot of this movie follows Joe Young, who is played by Parker. He's a devout Mormon missionary who, in an effort to pay for his and his fiance's dream wedding and home, hesitantly participates acting in a pornographic film, which is directed by an abusive porn director. This is Parker and stone 's second film following their 1993 independent musical cannibal, the musical. and this was the movie that they made right before they sold the idea for South Park and then became you know famous household legends as we know today. Um, have you So was that was that famous household legends or famous asshole legends? Um, I guess both are. Oh, a little little column a, a, Little calm B. I was actually <laughs> gonna say they become famous household names. I don't know why I said legends. Well,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean I'm, I mean I think South Park has some staying uh, kinda has some staying powers. I think it's it's definitely uh, a show that bears some critical reexamination, for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I think they 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 had a pretty big. But it, it had a significant impact. It
2: continues like, to have. Right? There's, is that yeah. show still running? Yeah. It's probably the second most influential animated sitcom after The Simpsons. I would. The, yeah. The Simpsons. After The Simpsons, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Yeah, that, I'd I'd buy that. I definitely buy that. Have you ever heard, seen this movie or heard of this movie? Um.
0: I, I haven't seen it. I definitely haven't seen it. Uh, the name sounded vaguely familiar, but, you know, all the <laughs> other stuff just kind of... Yeah,
2: no, just... It, it seems to be playing with a lot of, like, definitely Trey Parker's tropes. Like, it's about Mormons. Yeah. And it's and it's going to feature some crude humor of the yeah. sexual vein. <laughs> and, and,
0: and I'm guessing just sort of, uh, I don't know, the... The, the, the morality of sex, but we're also going to just, yeah, be as crude as possible. It's going to be
2: crude, but with a heart. That's like Trey's Stick A little heart to it? Okay. Is that it has a lot of heart. Okay. And it's actually like, I guess like Trey's Stick in general is that even though his comedy is pretty crude, it, it, is, it does have like a sweet edge to it. Yeah. It's not very mean-spirited all the time. And I think that that's another reason why South Park has lasted in popularity is that even though it does feature some really crude things in it and very offensive things for the most part, the comedy is tinged very sweetly through the eyes of, of kids. Yeah. So I think that that's why it has a lot of lasting power. Um, this movie though, you know, when it first came out was a huge failure. Um, one of the big reasons for that because it wasn't that terribly received critically. And in fact, now it's considered a cult film, especially by fans of South Park and Trey Parker and Matt Stone. But one of the reasons why it's considered a failure uh, initially, or uh, one of the reasons why they think it was a failure, is because the MPAA rated it NC-17. Now, very famously, Trey um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone um tried to talk to the MPAA and get them to tell them what changes they needed to make in order to reduce the rating. Cause usually the MPAA will let you know what you need to take out in order to reduce your rating. But the MPAA ghosted them and didn't even respond to them. Wow. So they were just they were just dead set I mean, right. like this this
0: fucker's NC17, <laughs> yeah. like dead on arrival, yeah. like y- y- yeah, the movie as is cannot be said. Well it, it, I I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna put the cart in front of the horse too much, but I find that <laughs> but here's the thing. I find that so hilarious just because it's like I think that the way the MPAA usually functions mm-hmm. is very dysfunctional yeah, in this idea that in this idea that it's like, oh yeah, remove three fucks and obscure two nipples right. and you'll your film is suddenly, magically appropriate to a completely different slice of the age demographic. Right. Um, so, uh, like... So, yeah. So, I find that kind of funny that it's like, oh, wait, maybe there's, like, a little bit of self-awareness that it's like, no. Certain <laughs> films, like, you know, are inherently meant for a certain age group and just there's, there's nothing you can do about... I don't know. Anyways.
2: Uh, well, we're about to find out. That's one of the questions that I want... To us to think about when we watch this movie because we we want to discuss it in terms of you know how we usually do the violence and the sex and all that but the big question is did it deserve that rating to begin with and then second of all would editing it somehow to bring it down to an R have helped it at all those are the two like big yeah. questions that's on everyone's mind I think or, or at least on my mind yeah so. Um, it, are you ready to dive in and watch Orgasmo? Uh, I guess, I guess so. Di- <laughs> the, the 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 word dive in and Orgasmo
0: in the same sentence it it it, it 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 it
2: makes me need to muster my manly courage. We're gonna muff dive into Orgasmo. Oh god. <laughs> um. So if you guys at home want to dive in with us Uh, Orgasmo is available to stream on Netflix uh, if you have a subscription if you don't have a subscription to Netflix you can just rent it, it's on demand wherever um, most of these semi-pornographic sex comedies are on demand, which is mostly everywhere Amazon, Fandango etc, etc and you know if you're a fan of Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you'll have a good time. If you know if you liked the Book of Mormon, here's another Book of Mormon a, a, another testament from Trey Parker and Matt Stone about Mormonism. So indeed, we're gonna watch this movie. We'll be back in a second. We'll play some trivia and discuss it at length. We'll see y'all on the other side. Let's do it.
0: I hope we're gonna have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring the very best friends.
1: No relationship. No emotions. Just sex.
2: And we are back. Mm-hmm. We just watched Orgasmo. hmm First reactions. Well, for starters,
0: um, this movie has a great opening song. Yeah. Like, a fantastic opening now song. Now you're a man. Now you're a man. It's It was so funny, mm-hmm. and I was laughing a lot. We were both laughing a lot it's, during the opening it's fantastic. song. And between the opening song and a little bit of our conversation before the movie, I was like, you know, I was like geared up. I was ready for like... <laughs> Something with like, you know, you know, that good old fashioned Parker and Stone comedy style, mm-hmm. but also like a, you know, uh, a somewhat thoughtful probing of, you know, the idea of the perceptions of masculinity and how that's right. wrapped up in sexualized, you know, hypersexualization sexualization and porno. This movie had none of that. This movie right. had absolutely none of that. There's, there
2: was there's only one scene where it's discussed.
0: Yeah, that. there's like one scene that like name checks, like the very basic, the very basic ideas of like the problematic nature of pornography mm-hmm. and just name checks those moments. And it's a funny moment. It is but funny like, moment. but that's that's all we get. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie, like, is just so... Like, like there are moments that I laughed at, like, you know, there's like, there's funny bits, there's like bits. Yeah, there's like bits of comedy, but like, it's just it, it, it feels so sparse and so devoid of like character on any front, Mm -hmm. like, like pretty much almost every single person in the film has like a maximum of two attributes and all of their all of their pieces of dialogue are a reference to one of those two attributes that the right. people have and like it just and and there's like and and it's like the the movie seems to just have this really reductive idea of like what comedy is because mm-hmm. like there are just so many moments in the film where like they could have, like, taken wherever they were on the plot and, like, whatever the sort of potential obstacle was and turned that into, like... A you know it could have could have could have milked some comedy out of that mm-hmm. thing, but then instead they're just like, oh no, we're just gonna like breeze past that to the next you know weird reaction shot of people's faces because they're watching porn for the eighth time right. in the movie. <laughs> right. Like it's 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 just back to that thing over and over again. Um, it, the <laughs> it, the movie has a very like college sketch troupe vibe mm-hmm. and like not. The not the better end of the it's college. very low budget. <laughs> too, yeah, it's like think. it's like really low budget, and like I don't want to hold budget and like presentation against them per right. se, but it was just like, yeah, it, it was just like setups for like different like you know gay panic gags and xenophobic gags and just like yeah, it, 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 rude and crude and like. Just nothing, like, just it doesn't bring, it doesn't, like, bring anything interesting about its premise to the table. It just, like, basically is like, oh, here's a Mormon, and mm. he's in on a porn set, and boy, isn't that goofy, and, mm. like... And, and then they just keep trying to up the ante with more random weird shit that is, you know, obviously just doesn't hold up today. I
2: do think that the movie um, does have does have some of obviously like the trademark sensibility that you expect from a uh, Parker and Stone production. Um, the, the thing that's lacking in it for me and the thing that makes the song great is the cleverness because the song is stupid and it's not like i mean i don't have anything against stupid humor uh, as we've talked about on this podcast before yeah. like we both enjoy stupid humor yeah but you have to it has to be stupid and clever for it to be funny yeah well it's like yeah no like they're they're like almost all the jokes in this
0: movie are stupid. And right. some of and some of them by the virtue of the timing or yeah. just whatever, like they land. Right. And it's fine mm-hmm. and it's funny. Uh but it's just like you but you know, comedy comedy needs texture. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be rooted in character and, and it needs to be born out of like the actual
2: obstacles. Like that's like, that's where you actually get the meat of your comedy. And comedy is like, you know, you're reacting to the unexpected a lot yeah. too, you know? So it's like, yeah. so subverting whatever your expectations are. Yeah, And I think like this movie, when it gives you the setup, it just follows through with the setup. It doesn't really subvert your expectations exactly. of the setup. It pretty much, it pretty much. And like, I commented to you, this, to you, As you were watching it, like it pretty much hits the beats of a superhero origin story, which is what obviously Trey Parker was going for. It's like, how what if we do a superhero story, but it's about a porn star and it's under these circumstances? But by actually, I feel like by actually adhering to the formula. So rigidly, you kind of lose a little bit of the freshness, which I think you know everything feels kind of tired and and old hat, and yeah, and and it does, and 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 it's not clever. Like there's there's not a subversion of. Uh, of our expectations of the material at all. Like, yeah. Pretty much everything is like, I could have, from the beginning, whenever they set it all up that, oh, this is a Mormon guy, he's in porn and he has a girlfriend in Utah. I could have like thought about it and put it all together like in five minutes that the whole movie well, was and
0: it. And one, and you brought up the point about that. The movie is also like hitting the beats of the hero origin story, which it does. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't even see that necessarily, too, because I think, like, again, I just found myself just getting so tired and exhausted of, like, how much they were hitting just, like, all of these face value, like, just, you know, you know, dirty gags. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, that was just, like, so, so, like, it didn't even, it didn't even, it didn't even, like... Use that structure choice mm-hmm. and and it didn't and it didn't like it didn't like actually root any of its comedy really in like that sort of structure really, yeah. like it's you know it's there the, the, the beats it. are right. there just had but it. <laughs> like it's just but but it's like all of the comedy is just the frills of right.
2: physical sexually raunchy comedy mm-hmm. Um and so, but the moments that it does meander into the the structure, the strongest like that's actually the strongest bits in the movie, I think, yeah, like whenever it actually is more superhero movie rather than sex comedy, yeah, whenever it tries, but most of the movie is sex comedy, and yeah, the, and then the superhero stuff is just like the basic structure of it, but like the little moments where. You know, like when when his ray is powered up again at the end and he's like, I'm orgasmo with the purple light behind him. Like those are like nice pop choices that really work.
0: Well, and that was and that was and that was like a a good payoff, too, because of the whole like I'm not orgasmo thing, which I didn't find funny at all. But like, you know, yeah, having but like having that. As the payoff, like, at the end, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's a good moment that worked. Mm-hmm. But um, it would have worked
2: better if it had been rooted more in that structure, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know what this movie kind of reminded me a lot of? Um, is uh, the movie Blank Man? Did you ever... Oh, uh,
2: yeah, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, saw, Wayans. Well, I saw Well, I saw that movie, like... When I was way younger, so uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. But like, I don't know. I almost feel like that movie works a lot better, probably in but terms of how, because of the fact that, like, yeah, it's got a lot of like dumb humor in right. it, but also the humor is is rooted in the relationships of those characters. And, it and may, you and, might and, be right about and, that. Yeah. And, and 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 yeah, like there's there's, there's
2: more of a sense of like. That push and pull But I will like, say that I yeah. saw this movie first When I was younger And I thought it was A lot funnier than <laughs> yeah. it was When I watched it yesterday And well, today So Yeah
0: well I, Times not, not, change <laughs> not, not to get n- Not to give away Whether we might have Another episode Or anything like that But uh, who knows um, Who knows uh, Anyways yeah th- This movie kind of Reminded me of that a lot Again kind of with that Like you know Low budget Right Sort of thrown together And uh, you know Trying to Trying to play up The
2: the hero vibe mm-hmm. but, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was just Well let's yeah. talk about the movie a little bit more uh in a second, but yeah. f- before we do that, let's play some orgasmo trivia! Yeah. Okay. Do you think you caught some of the uh the details in this movie? The, the uh the subtle uh <laughs> the subtleties, the the
0: the, the, the beyond the text references? Is subtext. <laughs> any, any subtext in there? Um, yeah, it's a pretty shallow we'll, see, movie. We'll, we'll see. Um... Yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure. I don't know, actually. I'm
2: not sure. We'll see, yeah.
0: Because the movie... Because also, like, the movie's pretty one-note. Yeah. Like, so I actually found
2: it pretty... Like, I found it kind of exhausting. Like, by the end of the movie, I was a little, like... Yeah, no, I, f- I okay. definitely think, like, the first third of the movie is fairly enjoyable, but then when it keeps, yeah. like, hitting you over the head with the same shit over and over again, you're like, what yeah. the fuck is a Yeah, again, because it's, like, it, it's the one
0: premise, and they have a few jokes around that premise, and then... And then it doesn't really,
2: it doesn't right. really take it anywhere it doesn't new. Grow, no. Like yeah, so. Um, but let's see how you do on this, in this trivia. Uh, absolutely. The trivia is going to be five questions and a bonus. The questions will go in order from least difficult to most difficult. And then the grand prize shall be bragging rights. Indeed, indeed. We're starting you nice and easy with question number one. How much does Joe get paid initially for two days' work? He gets paid uh,
0: a hefty fee of twenty thousand dollars. Per... Twenty k,
2: twenty thousand dollars, which yeah. is a lot of money. It <laughs> is, and 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 like that scene, and that scene is like
0: the, f- like when he when the director keeps upping the ante on mm-hmm. him, like that was the first example of just like how how unwilling the movie was to kind of like actually try to lean into like the difficulty of its obstacle like if right. like like if you're trying to make like like if you're trying to make like a convincing case for like why you would have uh, a a Mormon like get, like, actually get himself signed up for a porn film. Like, the idea that the director would see something in a random Mormon person (laughs) and decide to, like be willing to pay him like 20 times as much as mm-hmm. like any other person on set because right. another actor's like you only pay me $300 or whatever yeah. and and he just kept raising it up like again just like to ridiculous levels considering ridiculous levels. what the budget apparently is for the film yeah and the porno
2: budget it, is like literally like maybe like $5,000 yeah <laughs> so 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 it's
0: like it's so and and it's like you know again it's like it's a totally wacky comedy and I get that it's a wacky comedy but it's like that thing right there just like completely like killed my suspension of disbelief mm. a little bit because it's like well no like why That's why would much. any why would any scummy porn director guy like you know be willing to offer that much like it makes sense that he would say yes to and for it for a guy that won't even have sex yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah so so yeah it just like kind of right away just kind of like breezes over like breezes over the absurdities without like addressing them
2: or like finding and and I don't know what the answer would be. But like, you know, just like, you know, I actually think that the I I agree with you. And I actually think that now that we've mentioned it, the fact that he doesn't have sex, the character kind of ruins it for me, too, because like the stunt cock joke is only funny the first time. Yeah, it's not even funny whenever they bring the black guy I I don't think
0: yeah no even I just, though that's
2: supposed to be like you know subversion on the joke but it's like no it's still the same joke you're just yeah, changing the and, you know. yeah it was just a little like what like and, it's just, but, but I feel like that would have been more I don't know interesting character wise if he was struggling against it but then he enjoys the work and ends up enjoying being a porn actor yeah, and having exactly. sex.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, the, yeah, the whole stunt cock thing, again, it's, like, it's a joke that works maybe once, but, like, right. yeah, like, again, it's, like, if the joke is you've got a Mormon who's, you know, been wrapped up in the porn industry, but then also he doesn't actually do the porn, it's, yeah. like... Right. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, what where... what Like, why... Yeah, like, where's... Yeah, where's... <laughs> yeah where's the character
2: development yeah where's the character character development
0: where where like the actual obstacles that like are are actually him coming up against like his beliefs because like yes he is coming up against his beliefs but like it just it never goes it never goes further and Mm -hmm. yeah so
2: all right so you got that one that one was nice and easy let's go to question number two Mm -hmm. question two is what style of kung fu does ben not use anymore Ben never uses hamster style. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe, and maybe retroactively the whole thing around hamster style was kind of funny. Right. Like, kind of funny, but... Because Ben actually gets some character development because of he's struggling against that. I think Ben is maybe the only three dimensional character
0: because of that whole right. hamster style origin story. Right. On top of like he's in porn because he's hypersexual and also he has a PhD. Like that's the yeah. thing. It's like he's the whole, a genius. The whole he... yeah, the whole movie he has those two character attributes and everything about his entire presence <laughs> in the movie is those things plus hamster st- plus, plus, the plus hamster, hamster style, style.
2: self actualization. <laughs> arc, so good for him for having an arc. Yeah, and actually, Um, I do agree. I think that that's one of the bits in the movie that actually does work, because I've I've always found it pretty funny whenever they flash back to the scene at the breakfast table, and it's, like, literally no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a thing. Like, that's, and, and again, that's an example of, like, an
0: effective an effective subversion right. partially because like I saw them talking about the hamster style thing and, and I thought I missed something mm-hmm. so I was like real, so it was like the moment where I was on the edge of my seat <laughs> to be like oh wait but it looks like they're setting up for a flashback right. so I was like actually really invested in seeing what the thing was yeah. and so for them to then be like I'm not gonna do hamster style anymore okay I was like okay that's fucking funny that's yeah. really
2: fucking funny right. um, so the rest yeah. of the movie should have had more of that yeah they, yeah, they had more
0: jokes and, and again because it's like Then it's not just Raunchy thing That we're th- Pushing in your face It's right. it's like like The rest of the movie Is literally just Ass cheeks In front of the camera Yeah Guy like, cheeks In front of the yeah, camera
2: Yeah so uh, Alright so let's go to Question number three Quoting which author Offends Joe Charles Dickinson You're Dickinson. mixing You're mixing two It's not Charles Dickinson Dickens Dickens There, there we go, go. <laughs> It's Emily Dickinson <laughs> Oh okay Yeah good call Good call Yeah Charles good. Dickens Good call Yeah You were so close though Like you got it You got it uh, Yeah uh, So Dickens is actually quoted A total of two times in the movie I am I think I must I, I only
0: caught I only caught the. F- I only caught one of them I only caught one of those For that gag
2: I didn't catch the other one Which is the one that she said Right yeah. But that. But yeah, the, when she says that, and he's like, "Don't quote Dickens in this house," so but, I, I missed that. Uh, but the other at the reference. very end, um, when Joe says, "God bless us," and then Chota Boy says, "Yes, God bless us." Oh, okay. All, yeah. Everyone. That's okay, like, so I didn't catch both of them. But again, Christmas
0: it's like, and also, like, what is that reference doing there? Because it shows up like deep in the third
2: act, right? Like, yeah. I I guess it's yeah. supposed to be like funny that you know it's a callback to the Dickens line, obviously, but. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, weak. Yeah, weak. week weak. Weak. Do yeah, that. there's sorry, not a good sorry. there's not a good setup for why. Yeah. I don't B-H- want to be too harsh. Dickens, but like, you know, do better, guys. I, I mean, we have been pretty harsh in this podcast and other movies. Why stop? Why stop now? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good but the point. thing, but the thing is, the movie. I, uh, this is jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves because we're in the trivia. But but you bring up like a not good point because because the movie, like I said at the beginning does its damnedest to have like a nice sweet edge to it and i think that that's actually kind of part of the problem too it's it doesn't bite it's not edgy enough despite it being really crude and and sexual and all that it's it's not it's not it doesn't really have any oomph yeah you know what i'm saying like it's everything is so flat and vague and just shallow because no, yeah. we're su- we're just doing this cute, you know. It's just, isn't this cute? And yes, like, the way you're doing it is pretty cute, but that's not really funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it's just it's weak sauce. It's weak sauce. Yeah, it's it's weak. There we go. Yeah, it's weak tea. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, here comes the next question. Question number four. You're doing great. Which brand of breakfast pastry knockoffs? Does Max Orbison, the director, indulge in, in the movie? Mm. Oh, uh, he uh, he indulges in Happy Tarts. Happy Tarts. Happy Tarts. Which,
0: uh, yeah,
2: I guess that works. That works for a not using the name name. That was uh, another uh, running visual gag in the movie because he he mentions Happy Tarts once, but then basically every single time it's either it's either Max or one of his uh, henchmen that are just, like, eating happy tarts, all sorts of flavors. and Yeah. And, again, it's like, I don't know, a visual gag should also work Is the same way. Is it a gag? Way. I mean, I don't know. They're just there, though. They don't really do anything with right. it, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, a visual like, gag there's... should work by the same rules that an actual joke does. It, it can't just be, like, a visual reference.
0: Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I I I, has, I hesitate to even be gracious enough to call that a gag. Like, it just... It's a like happy tart. I get it.
2: Like, I don't know. Maybe if you named... I don't know. Because, maybe, I mean, obviously that was a creative decision to have them be eating that all the time, so I can only imagine that they thought it was going to be funny, but it doesn't really translate as funny to me. No, it doesn't. Yeah, and again, that's
0: not even... Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... It's its not even necessarily the effective... Or the, the offensive jokes that I am totally broken at. It's just like, yeah, it's just... Yeah, there's just... The, the, many of these jokes are half half jokes, and mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like there's
2: yeah, it's a setup with no punchline. Because even so. like offensive notes, like I I've said this on the podcast before, that it, an offensive joke is not a deal breaker for me. Like as long as it's funny, that's really what the, the the comedy should be like. If it's funny or if it's not, so a lot of the offensive humor in this movie. Is not funny, and yeah. that's why it fails for me yeah. more than it being like just offensive at, at, at face value. Yeah, definitely. Uh, here comes question number five. This is the hardest question of the quiz, but it's, right. yeah, it's still not that hard. But let's yeah, see. Let's, let's, let's bring what's... it. Let's bring it. How many doors get slammed on the Mormon missionaries' faces at the beginning of the movie? I,
0: I think it's just uh, it's just the three. Yeah, I think it's just the three. Rule of threes. Wait, uh, is that your final answer? Wait, well, let me think about it. <laughs> I, you might be psyching me out. You might be playing <laughs> mind games with me. But I'm gonna give it a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume good intentions. Um, yeah, because there's like the yeah, there's like the dude. It's like the dude, and he's like, nah. And there's the. And then there's the old lady who's like, fuck off. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm not gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with three. All right, that's a good answer. And three get slammed into their face before they get to the porn mansion. But once they get to the porn mansion, Bilbo does slam the door in their face when Uh, he goes back to Max to ask a question. This is true. So the answer is Four. Fair enough. Fair enough. Four doors. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. And especially because, like, on the one hand, yes, as far as, like, the gag of setting them up for, you know, setting up their journey as Mormons, like, yes, they do the rule of three Mm -hmm. for that, but then, obviously, when they get to the porn mansion, yes, there's an additional slam, so I concede that, Mm -hmm. I concede it, well, well played, but you
2: did well, you got four out of five, I feel okay about it, I feel feel pretty okay about it, plenty of blur bagging rights, you don't really need the bonus, but here comes the bonus, it's actually a two-part bonus question, awesome sauce, now, the bonus is about the song which okay, we know in life. Yes. A song named Now You're a Man. Oh, man. I, sh- I shouldn't have rushed to the bathroom during the
0: closing credits when yeah, I had an opportunity yeah, to give it our prize But, um. Right.
2: Uh, and it's sung wonderfully by Trey Parker. It's written and performed by Parker and Stone under their band name. Their band name is DVDA. The first part of this bonus question is what does that acronym stand for?
0: God. <laughs> It stands for double vaginal, double anal. Correct.
2: It's actually lifted from the movie. Yeah. Double vaginal, double anal. Yeah. Um, and they actually continue like the the band when you like watch like the other movies, like for example in Team America: World Police, which is a musical as well. Um, all of the songs that are in the soundtrack are credited to the band, so that's like their official. Like, I didn't band. realize that mm-hmm.
0: they're like little sort of eighties style, right. you know,
2: exactly. Man metal, man metal, exactly. Or, or I guess not really. Or, yeah, it's a more more glam rock kind of hair metal. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of hair metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hair metal. There we go. Um, but yeah, that I mean that that's a, a great little. Little yeah. opening number, so fucking funny. Yeah, the song is also used in South Park. It's such a good song. Obviously, you want to use it in a better property. I would say because South Park was from the very beginning pretty much critically acclaimed. That it's a, lo- a way better and more clever than this than this movie. I agree with that. Um, Having not seen that much of
0: South Park, <laughs> I don't know if that if if y'all will have to uh, you know revoke my. Uh, my 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 criticism card for this show for for having not
2: actually seen that much south park but uh in any case uh continue with part two so yeah so the song is used in south park it's used in one episode of south park i'm not gonna since you haven't seen south park yeah Or I, i've seen some episodes i i have
0: seen some standalone episodes but like i have never i have never like seen a full season all the way through i see so you know well, i'm not I'm, gonna, well I'm not i gonna might ask. i might have caught the reference or i might not but it was anyways you you go ahead we'll 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 see we'll <laughs> You, you lay
2: the question on me I'll give you what I I'm can. not gonna give you Anything too specific Okay But I'm gonna ask you Just generally There are 23 seasons Of South Park Which season Of South Park Features the song Ooh Okay Alright
0: Now this movie Came out in 97 Right 97 And South Park And South Park Began after this movie Right
2: yeah, pretty much right after. Okay, cool. Because it started, I think ninety seven or ninety eight, if I remember correctly. All right. Um, I am going to guess
0: that this song probably was used hmm, for some. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna try to be too clever with it. <laughs> um, the I'm gonna say, okay, if there were twenty three seasons. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say season. I'm gonna say they used it in like season five.
2: The answer is season one! Okay, that's fair. <laughs> they use it in season one. Okay. Fair enough, I mean, they I just used it in this movie. No one saw the movie okay, okay my rationale my rationale for the question for
0: for that answer, mm-hmm. just just to let you all understand my process uh-huh. um, was I was figuring that since since team America World police. Was you know very much a film meant to kind of lampoon, you know the the whole you know the whole notion of America's you know jingoistic right. foreign policy, right. um, and and you know that they have that song that's very team america you know that that america that, yeah. america fuck yeah. Yeah. and um so so my so i was i was running on the assumption that the now you're a man song would have been implemented in a similar fashion mm. to a plot line in south park that might have been lampooning something to do with like the the You know George W. Bush's like Iraq Uh, war, Um, so so that was so that was my rationale for for you know doing it a maybe not so educated guess, but also season one makes perfect sense considering you know they were just getting the show on its feet Mm -hmm. and they wanted
2: to lead with their best material, which includes that fucking song. (laughs) Yeah, it's used in season one, episode four, an episode called "Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride." In this episode, Stan's dog, Sparky, is revealed to be gay after humping a rival male dog. Under peer pressure, Stan tries to make him more masculine. And as a result, Sparky runs away and ends up at Big Gay Al's Big Gay Animal Sanctuary. And then Stan comes to understand homosexuality and tries to make everyone in South Park accept it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. And actually, now that you mention it, because I think I did watch like half of season one. I think mm-hmm. I like started to binge the show, so I might have even seen that episode. But if you watched it, half of it, it then yeah, it was, it was so episode four. That's
2: not good for me. But um, <laughs> in any case, uh, I'll take I'll take the four and a half. Now, the comic book pictures shown at the beginning with the song are actually reproductions of classic comic book panels with heroes like Superman, Spider-Man, and Captain America replaced by orgasmo. Okay. Now, you see, also, that's another thing that, again, in
0: addition to my disappointment about, you know, the lack of depth in the movie Mm -hmm. that the song kind of hinted at, I was also very disappointed at, like... How we had all those panels which were hinting at this like very rich and involved lore right. for Orgasmo. So I was actually like
2: a little bit excited to like see some like yeah. serious Orgasmo lore. And that's a really um, good point because the movie <laughs> starts out and you th- you think that you're getting a superhero parody, but you really do end up just getting a sex comedy with superhero stuff. Like, as a skeleton for it. Yeah, barely
0: a skeleton. Again, like, barely a skeleton, because, like, again, it's so one note, and and most of the comedy is just, like, in your face, like a pair of butt cheeks, that, like... You know, I, I I barely even perceived that they were still kind of trying to go for this, like, superhero arc right. um, until you pointed it out mm-hmm. to me, like, you know, two thirds of the way into the movie. Yeah, because, so.
2: like, even the way—the even way, the, the scene where I pointed it out to you was when they re- were going to the Orgasma mobile, which turns out to be the station wagon of Buick Century, and then the camera shoots— the Buick and the Century, The same way that Like you As you would expect it In a superhero movie To shoot the superhero's car Yeah exactly You know Close you ups know. And you know
0: Right f- Like stuff like that Like which again It's, it's like it's, That's funny But, yeah, but that there was wasn't decent...
2: there, there wasn't enough of that In yeah. the movie You know Exactly
0: yeah So So, yeah, and also because, like, he doesn't really ever even, like, do the orgasmo thing, like, outside of the porn shoot until, again, like, about two-thirds into the movie. Just for the pranking,
2: when they're pranking people. Other than that, he only does it for the porn stuff. Yeah. So, it just, it never really... Never really, well, I guess they use it for for the thugs that are after g fresh too that's those are the only other the only other time that he uses it outside of the porn industry
0: yeah but but it, but yeah again, even when they even when they go after those thugs
2: at first that 's like pretty late into the movie Very, yeah, like, like, yeah, so all, like right before the third act, I would say, yeah, so so this movie and its its entire lifetime gross was six hundred and two thousand dollars it didn 't make a lot of money, hardly anyone saw it, and a lot of people. Attribute that to it to having an NC 17 rating, which is pretty much known as like a death knell um, if, if the MPAA slaps that on you. So I just wanted to ask you since you know I asked the question at the beginning, and, and now you've, you've had the time you know, to see the movie and absorb it a little bit. Do you think that this movie deserved an NC 17 rating? Well, I mean, in terms of limiting the number of
0: people who would see it. <laughs> <laughs> no Okay um, Objectively uh, But Honestly I mean If if There's we're gonna There's like
2: no Female nudity well, In the movie well,
0: and, and actually That's kind of the thing Is like If we're gonna go By the standard Of like Yeah Like how much Nudity is in the film not very. Then, gosh. like, yeah. no, it's just not all at all. Man ass. Like, yeah, like a yeah, a couple images of, of yeah, man butt. Mm-hmm. Like that's all we have as far as like the actual depictions of nudity. Like, and and again, this is part of why that anecdote about the fact that like you know they tried to go to the MPAA right. for so guidance change. on yeah. how to how to tweak the film mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah. actually give them any guidance. Right. Like, again, that's kind of a perfect highlight of how arbitrary it is because like, I get why they rated an NC 17 because the movie is about porn right. and specifically like, you know, like, two-thirds of the film is just on a porn set yeah. doing jokes based on porn things happening. And there's a lot
2: of uh, sex toys yeah. prominently used.
0: Yeah, and a lot of sex toys, too, which, again, like, that that kind of exists in that, like... it's It's the same thing as, like, you know, the... The the presence of nudity in the film Titanic, for instance, because, like, again, normally, you know, frontal female nudity would absolutely bump you up to R, Mm -hmm. uh, if not Mm NC-17, depending on how explicit it is. But in the case of the film Titanic, they were able to get by with PG-13 partially because it, you know, is it is the drawing or or whatever. Right. So. So, again, it's like and, and 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 the thing is, like, I know that, like, you know, Matt. Stone and Trey Parker are have been very vocal about like the MPAA's dysfunction yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that like this is kind of a perfect example of that. That like you know that that a rating of a film is inherently subjective be, uh, because like yeah I I do think that like considering the quote unquote objective measures by which you apply a rating to a film, this movie. Yeah, like it I, I don't think it meets the same standard yeah. that, that apparently nominally is applied to other films. Right. Be, because because it's clear that it is it is a value judgment that has been placed on the film as opposed to an objective evaluation of how
2: much quote unquote right. inappropriate material is in the film. This is the second NC seventeen movie that that we watch on this podcast. The yeah. first one was Showgirls. Yeah. And Showgirls definitely I think warrants an N C seventeen rating. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think based based on the criteria of like
0: how much nudity is in it, how much like sexual, you know, activity is displayed, like, you know, again, on that idea of like the the objective check marks Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Like, yeah, I think that that rating makes sense. But, Um, But
2: this movie, I think compared to showgirls is pretty tame yeah it is yeah it's tame compared to a lot of other rated r like, like sex comedies. like even even the nudity in an in american pie which we saw recently. i was gonna say like yeah. american pie i think is actually
0: like a more explicit
2: film yeah, than this
0: absolutely like absolutely yeah so um and and again like i i forget how much detail we talked to about this but but again like a you know a part of like where I think a lot of frustration with the MPAA is is because of the fact that the ratings are driven by like a moral judgment Mm -hmm. about like, you know, like like, for instance, the fact that like, you know, uh, there is an anecdote about uh, and and again, I'm I'm blanking on the name of the film. um, So so this is not quote unquote, good journalism. But like that there was like an anecdote that I'd remembered hearing about how like the the length of a woman's orgasm mm. in a film like the fact that she like during a sex scene had like a longer orgasm resulted in a higher rating right. and the filmmakers had to shorten that mm-hmm. in order to like get the rating pushed down mm-hmm. which like is a value judgment on the explicitness of female sexuality right. and and like a woman's sexual needs being met right so it's so so yeah i i'm so yeah, I have a lot of, you know, skepticism with the NPAA as an organization in terms of how they actually evaluate films. There's and I also- think and, 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 and again, like you could you could look a lot closer at like how showgirls like right. how like like I think there are a lot of fair questions to be asked about, like how showgirls was actually evaluated right. and how
2: objective even that rating was. So, yeah. And uh, actually, there is also quite a few uh, instances, documented instances of like the MPA being harder on an independent film. Uh, rather than uh, a mainstream production house, yeah,
0: yeah, and and also obviously again like the disparity between how they evaluate violence in a film versus versus how sex is right. evaluated in a film. Obviously, we talked a bit about Paul Verhoeven's observation that you know in in American film, you know, violence does not mm-hmm. violence does not you know turn nearly as many heads yeah. as as sex does, and and that's always been a
2: frustration for him. Which too, is so. a good point, and you know kind of coincidentally or ironically like you know like movies like this that depict the porn industry but they're not really that graphic and then you have movies that are that are have been deemed uh torture porn like the saw films and even uh passion of the christ to an extra to a, a, a um a point has been has been has been called torture porn. Yeah. And yet the MPAA gives them pretty wide berth with what they can show on screen and still get away with an R rating when it's actually like pretty horrendous shit that you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. I mean
0: I, I still haven't seen like The Passion of the Christ mm-hmm. just because of how how brutal I know that right, film is right. and stuff
2: like that. So and, and I and I don't go in for like torture porn films at all. I know, like, yes. I just, the Saw movies are terrible except for like the first one. But even that one's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but I mean, there there are people who enjoy those movies, and you know whatever, you can enjoy art. That's fine. but I just think that there is a double standard. like when what world is it okay to watch like a guy or, or a girl you know, or a human being? Let me just say, like being tortured for like two hours, and then you have like a wacky cartoony comedy that just shows like uh, some man butt and <laughs> then like makes fun of porn, but doesn't ever show you like any actual sex. So yeah. you know, how do you even weigh those together and, and find yeah. one NC seventeen? Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, I I yeah, I, yeah. Speaking of violence, let's go into the first of our GSV segments. This one's called shots, 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 shots. We're talking about the gratuitous violence. Nobody dies in this movie. No, nobody does. I'm glad you didn't ask me
0: because I was, well and, and I was worried because like there was that one moment where um the the actress like stands on the bed and then right. falls and then they're like, Oh my god, she's dead, and then just like immediately cut to the next scene yeah. and I actually like turned to you and was like, oh, What? Oh my god, did she fucking
2: die in that scene? She's like, fine, Candy's fine. <laughs> she is fine. Um Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was another thing that was I guess that was supposed to be a joke. I feel like a lot of times there were these throwaway jokes that this is again. We're we're not we're not talking about the violence here. Yeah. But there were these throwaway jokes that were cut away too quickly. Yeah, and then you you didn't like the joke land. Yeah, like that that was a throwaway joke that didn't land. Yeah, yeah, and, and there were a couple of other other instances where of like people who just like said things and then the scene changed and you're like no wait you didn't le- you didn't let the the yeah, joke breathe yeah definitely
0: um uh, speaking i guess of acts of violence um actually uh, that 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 was uh that was candy was that character who took that spill right oh, or- i
2: know that one of them was named candy i, I don't know if candy. that i actually okay. cannot keep track of the porn stars names yeah
0: um well well in any case whoever that actress was i actually have to say that like while i i didn't appreciate I didn't appreciate the whole, like, you know, ditzy characterization, right. whatever they went for her. Um, I did find her physical comedy to be very on point, mm-hmm. like both with that fall she has off the bed.
2: Yeah. And then also, like, she does like a few more pratfalls does, later yeah. on. So I was like, OK, I, like that's, that's actually kind of impressive. And she was um, uh, the, a- the the porn, at- well, the, the actress uh, of the porn actresses. That was given like the most robust screen time. I think like they they weren't. She wasn't just there to have sex. She actually was there to help with the comedy in some way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Again. Yeah. we, we, We again, we can't we can't extend that much graciousness about about the role they gave her. But like, yeah, I did
2: appreciate like, yeah. The, well, they, we'll talk more about that in the next segment. But yeah. what did you think about the action and the violence, uh, uh, the the quality of the violence in this movie? Eh, I mean, it was fine.
0: It was mm-hmm. fine. Like actually, you know, somewhat competently uh, executed. I, I I thought like yeah that that first fight scene, the first scene, the, it was the best with the with the security guards. Like
2: was so a they pleasant actually surprise. shot it like a Hong Kong film too with like the quick zooms and stuff? Like, exactly. That yeah. style is not replicated again for the rest of the movie.
0: No, it really isn't. Yeah, that first scene was yeah very well done, and then. Um yeah, some of the other fight scenes afterwards kinda, you know they were fine they were they were competently executed they never really pulled me out that much mm-hmm. um I think you know the the orgasm ray thing that he has Mm -hmm. is clearly so overpowered that like you know because it clearly debilitates the person effectively right so i was a little so so it was definitely a you know a a pretty clear example of like why didn't he just fire that first in every single potentially right encounter like it was like you know they're you know as much as he does have some legit fighting ability like you know you can, you should, you should still be leading with the strong attack
2: first. Yeah, because so. he's like, oh no, they have guns, but I mean, like, you just proved that that thing you have is pretty powerful. Yeah. It's pretty much a gun. I mean, it doesn't well, that, kill you, but it nah. it incapacitates you. Yeah, least, yeah. As far as far as the film was concerned, it's like, hard yeah. to fight back when you're having an orgasm. Yeah, apparently.
0: well, ain't that the truth?
2: Um, so Trey Parker is actually a martial artist. He has a black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. So his form was actually pretty good, I thought. Oh, movie. cool. So so he did most of his own stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. All um, those
2: high kicks and stuff. That was yeah, that's what i those, those are
0: some good fucking kicks. Yeah.
2: Better, better kicks than uh, uh, David Carradine right? in yeah. uh, fucking The Wizard and the... Warrior and the Sorceress. The Warrior and the Sorceress.
0: <laughs> we will never get that film's title correct ever on so, this podcast.
2: It's just so unmemorable. We're just going to commit to that as our podcast podcast <laughs> zone gag that we don't know the name of that fucking movie. What's the movie. name of that movie? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he, he, he didn't even like kick above like or raise his leg above his like knee level or anything in that movie but no. this guy he was like kicking like roundhouse yeah kick. no some yeah, good fucking like Patrick kicks crazy level yeah good fucking kicks mm-hmm. so like
0: i'll i'll say yeah some decent violence just on that basis plus i did also appreciate uh him kicking the kick kicking ron jeremy's face in as in mm. as in they did the little swap with like right. a uh mm-hmm. i guess a ceramic cast yeah. of his face or that was something a good visual like guy that. I, like that was funny that was
2: that was that was well played um, yeah, but I feel like, uh, in a way, like what you pointed out about the orgasmatron, um, it's true. Like whenever he has that on, he's unable to do as much martial arts as he could have whenever he had it off. Yeah. And then it's kind of, I guess like the bulk of the fighting is passed on to DM Bashar, who plays Choda, uh, Choda Boy. Choda yeah. Boy? Choda. Choda Boy. It's CH. He plays. Yeah. I didn't know what that word was for the entire Choda movie. Boy. Choda Boy. So... And uh, and he he's pretty good too. I mean, I mean, at least he faked it. Well, I yeah, don't know. Is yeah. It was fine. It was <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing to write home about. But literally. none of the violence. Again, going back to the rating, none of the violence was particularly graphic or bloody. No. There's the running. There's the whole. It's not a running joke, but there's the whole joke about when they're beating up G Fresh, and all he has is a small cut in his cheek the whole time.
0: I like I like that gag. That mm-hmm. that was a good gag. Um.
2: But, yeah, the violence is, like, yeah. pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Let's go to the next segment. This one's called Boob Tube. Yeah. And, and again, even in terms of gratuitous
0: nudity, not films, a lot. film's considerably lacking yeah. in that. Um, Just a lot of man butt. And, and, and I mean, look, uh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> we'll we'll flesh it out probably more in the next segment but like i I, i'm not necessarily gonna say that i i wanted more nudity per se just kind of given you know how 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 you know how 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 little how little depth the film actually had about the subject matter and um and all that stuff so so in a way the lack of actual nudity might have even been a bit of a relief just just considering the subject matter. Yeah, cuz it wasn't as sleazy as it could have been, honestly. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, and again, it's
2: it goes back to that whole sweetness angle of it.
0: Yeah, little, yeah, the sweetness angle for sure. Um so so yeah, I do so so yeah, there in a way I appreciate that. But again, it's like, why is it rated N C seventeen? Like I guess I guess maybe again, maybe it's the sex toys that Chota Boy is hauling around, but they like them. you
2: know, they're just uh, yeah. It The movie does portray people having orgasms.
0: It does, yes. Um there is a lot of that. There's a so, lot of that. And and again, maybe if or and and again, maybe if orgasms Depictions of orgasms are a part of that evaluation yeah, I process guess for the MPAA. It must be like then. so many
2: because because we we watched um, uh, a fish called Wanda and Otto has a, an orgasm in that movie <laughs> and that movie is rated R. It's not NC seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, and these orgasms are also, I think, played for laughs. They're not played as like actual orgasms. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, again, they're they're actually pretty
0: devoid of like sexuality. Right. They're they're not like they're not that sexualized. And they're the most part. clothed who has them. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah, it's, just yeah weird. it's yeah, it's it's a little weird. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't get. I don't get why it was rated NC Seventeen. I actually really don't get Me it. Me neither. I'm, um, with, I'm with Trey Parker, and Matt Stone on that. It's like unfair that it was rated NC Seventeen. A lot of the uh, actors and actresses who appear in the porn sets are actual porn stars. Okay. Uh, a lot of like the female actresses were actual porn actresses who were who were in this movie. All
1: right. Um
2: and i thought i thought that was uh, kind of fun like to to be like okay we're gonna use you know and, and actually you're in a, you get to be in a mainstream movie kind of make fun of your own industry a little bit yeah you
0: yeah uh, that's 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 a nice touch i guess um i mean you know but the
2: same could be said have you ever seen um paul thomas anderson's boogie nights have you ever seen boogie nights I have not, no. So Boogie Nights is also about the porn industry, and it okay. also uses a lot of, like, porn actors and actresses, but but that movie is, like, amazing, you know? Yeah. Like.
0: yeah, I mean, I guess, again, just to kind of, like, bring up an observation I had, like, a lot of this film <laughs> begs the question of how much porn the, right. they actually saw yeah. because again it's like you know the the music that's playing on set is like that you know stereotypical 70s right. like so you know it, it's it's very clearly trafficking in like the broadest like you know pop cultural which i think
2: is stereotype of what porn is because i think that was done for laughs i think i guess but, but again it's used- Overused.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's just like, you know, again, it's like the, the you know, the, the broader your comedy gets, then like the less punch it has, right. you know, like when you when when you gear up for specificity, it's like, yeah, maybe you don't necessarily get something that has as broad appeal, but like you can actually get something that like for the people who are in on the joke right. and catch it like it actually, you know, has more of an effect, so yeah, I agree. Like this, so like in this film's case, it's just like, a, 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 and like you said, it's like there's a lot of vagueness and mm-hmm. there's a lot of very, very broad, just mm-hmm. like.
2: Whatever. And again, it's, it's 97. And if you had those so, actors in your movie, I mean, you could have just like asked them for advice and how to do y- stuff. And yeah, like, like there let's make been, fun of your industry a little more. Yeah, you know? there
0: could, yeah, there could have been a little bit of a, yeah, if you have, yeah, if you have people on set like that, like involved in the process and like, yeah, why aren't we, why aren't we actually seeing jokes that have a little more specificity? Like, uh, that was the question I was kind of asking myself as I was like thinking about this movie, because again, they're going for this like wacky thing, but it just would have been nice to have had something that's like a little more grounded, just like a mm-hmm. little more grounded and, 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 and much more driven by like the characters, actual like wants. Right. And the obstacles that they encounter and, and milking that, milking that tension for the comedy. Right. Instead of just, oh, look, it's more man,
2: but yeah. the
0: screen. So, yeah.
2: And again, that's another instance there where it's like we're we're about to see some boob, and then a man ass gets in the way. Like that's a joke that works the first time, yeah, and then it's used like a dozen more times, yeah. So, <laughs>
0: yeah the uh, uh, the 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 inverse of the of the great airplane scene right. where the chaos
2: erupts on the plane, and then there's just a pair of boobs, right? Exactly. No reason,
0: which, yeah. Okay. Which
2: works on airplane because it's only used once. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but,
0: but in the film airplane, every joke in the universe is used once. So there yeah, you that's go. That's true. That's right. Which is great. Which rapid is, fire.
2: Y- yeah. <laughs> um, um, you, you were talking about that, not knowing what the word choda meant. In India, the word choda, which is C, spelled C-H-O-D-A, is a colloquialism for fuck in many languages, including Hindi. So the sidekick is called Chota Boy, which would be fucker in Hindi and completely in line with the orgasmo theme. That way. Well, also, well,
0: also, I guess, like, if, if it's if, if Choda means fuck, then I fuck guess it's the joke that he's fuck boy. Yeah. Like, which is kind of funny, I guess. But also, like, why
2: use a Hindi name? I don't know. I, the first few times that I saw this movie, I thought that that might be like same. Like, maybe it's referring to a Chubby. Because it has the same ch sound. Yeah, yeah. But then when I found out that it was an Indian name, I was like, oh, well, okay. But yeah, I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah.
0: know. Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, again, this is like, and this is, a, a, again, maybe a little bit putting the cart in front of the horse as far as like our next segment. But like, a, and also it's like, we're we're already kind of starting down a path that I don't know how much further we want to go down. Because it's like, again, <laughs> if it's an Indian name then it's like, okay, but it's a white actor playing him, but then it's yeah. like, oh, if it should have been an Indian actor instead, then it's like, oh yeah. So we yeah, it becomes a Yeah. Who I, knows. Again, these are yeah, it's like a lot of the jokes in this movie are like half formed. Yeah. You know, like the Happy Tarts thing. It's like you right. you have you have some setup mm-hmm. and maybe it's raunchy setup or maybe it's not raunchy setup, but then there's no there's no flip or no subversion. Or yeah, and is like a
2: happy that. tart supposed to be a reference to, like, the sex industry, too? Like, there are a bunch of happy tarts, like, you know? Yeah. Is, it, is that where the cleverness comes in, or the attempt at clever comes in? mean, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell in, in high school, I didn't see it. In I high school, there was a guy, actually, whose nickname was Pop-Tart. Yeah. And uh, it, he got that nickname because um, he was in a car with a bunch of friends, and his girlfriend had to sit on his lap, and then he, you know, had an erection. Yeah. And his girlfriend called him out in front of everyone in the car. And so they all started calling him Pop-Tart and it stuck. And the whole, his whole high school experience, he was known as Pop-Tart. Maybe. I don't know. No, a good that's, question. just a, a, a true story. Yeah. But I don't know about the happy tarts, but yeah. we, it would have been nice to actually have a joke with it. And then we would have been like,
0: Oh yeah, they're eating happy tarts. <laughs> yeah.
2: Instead yeah. of it just being there. Yeah. Uh, Ron Jeremy, who you called out, you know, he was in this movie. He's known as the hedgehog. That's his nickname. Uh, he's, uh, a, a, a porn, a classic porn actor, I guess. <laughs> I guess I know he, he's
0: been in this industry for, for a long time. He was a I special
2: gather. needs educator. And, and then he got into the porn industry and, yeah. uh, he's not a very attractive man, but that's, that's sort of a shtick is that he's this portly fella and a hairy dude and yeah. he has a humongous penis apparently. Yeah. And, uh, that's his whole shtick. And he's known as the Hedgehog because of that. Um, mm-hmm. He was originally actually cast to be Max Orbison, but he was switched over to Clark because they found a better actor to play the movie's main villain because, I mean, let's face it, Ron Jeremy's not the, the best actor.
0: Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the, the only other movie that was not pornographic... I mean, also, I haven't even ever seen any of his porn work, but, mm-hmm. like, the... But... Uh, the the only other non pornographic film that I've seen Ron Jeremy in is uh, um, the
2: Boondock Saints, right. um, and he's and, really bad in that. And too. yeah, he was really bad. But that's a that, really bad so. movie. That's a horrible movie. Yeah, it's a terrible fucking movie. Um, <laughs> and there's yeah. a lot more gratuitous sex and violence in that movie than in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Um but yeah, yeah I I, uh, I mean, again, I just thought it was—it's interesting to have like an actor like Ron Jeremy on this movie, but not really try to send up the well, industry. yeah, more. that's a
0: thing, and and again, it's just like there there was so little for the most part for everybody to do, mm-hmm. like you know, you, yeah, like, again, it's just like you're not you're not capitalizing on the knowledge yeah. that you've actually got, like walking around on set. So it's like it's it's fun for like a little, you know, visual reference for the people in your audience. And again, like this is 97. So maybe maybe you've got the few people who've seen the movie are going to be like, oh, yeah, I recognize her. Or, oh, yeah. Right. Right. So like, you know, I get that. It could just be as far as like that for the visual reference. But like, yeah, you know, just Mm. like give it, give it a little more specificity. Don't
2: yeah, don't don't be so broad. Don't be so lazy with it. Um, Robin Lynn Robb plays Lisa. She is the major female character in the film. And uh, as is often the case with these movies, there's saying that she is the main female character doesn't really mean much.
0: Yeah, and, and 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 in this film, boy, like, yeah, it's it's pretty fucking, pretty fucking disheartening all around. Yeah, um, I mean, and again, like, even even the male characters for the most part don't have more than two attributes mm-hmm. for their characters.
2: Period. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but poor, poor Lisa comes. Uh, she 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 goes. From Utah to California to be berated, kidnapped, sexually assaulted. Yeah. 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 It's,
0: it's. Yeah. Fucking thankless. Um, I, yeah, I think the performance was decent enough. Like. Yeah, she bought I, into I, it. I, I thought she, yeah, she, she really threw herself well, into her that and Trey, energy. I thought we're both pretty, open. I
2: mean, Trey did buy into his performance as well, too. Yeah.
0: I, I, I would agree with that for Trey, too. I think Trey's performance was, was. Suitable and not <laughs> good enough, <laughs> like for this fucking dumpster fire, um yeah, no, like trey Parker,
2: yeah his his performance was good, and also like his character has an arc, right, technically, and the bits of um, conflicts between him and Lisa are some of the the more the more meaty sections of the movie, yeah, when yeah. she's like calling him out for being in porn and. And he's like, oh, yeah, but I did it because I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what do you expect?
0: Um, and, and again, I don't know how revolutionary that premise was for 97, but... Right. Uh, yeah, looking at it now, it's it's not doing much. Um uh, and also like I think um yeah, the I, I I briefly mentioned it uh earlier, but um yeah, the scene where like she's been captured and mm-hmm. then she has that moment where she talks about like how porn is degrading yeah. to women and then that results in that three-way conversation about That's like the um, deepest the movie ever gets. Yeah, that's the <laughs> deepest the movie ever gets. And again, it 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 only goes as far as to name check like, you know, a few of the basic, you know, a few of the most basic, you know, premises and right. ideas about like the problems with pornography mm-hmm. as a whole. And and so like, yeah, like good for you for knowing it's a thing and mentioning that it's a thing. Um, but then you don't ever really do anything else with it you right. don't you don't bake it into your film yeah. and yeah so, it's not
2: really a theme of the movie yeah yeah it it's doesn't, just a joke yeah
0: exactly and again it could have been uh, like if you were to have again if like like just thinking about like this idea of like you know what is masculinity mm-hmm. and um you know this mormon guy who maybe has two you know, do porn films and maybe he actually does partake in right. the sex. Yeah. And then, like, what is the effect that that has on I mean, him I, and I, how I, he understands what his masculinity there, there is? Are like, cer-
2: there are certain arcs that a main character can take in, in your story. And I feel like this movie very clearly sets up a fall from grace, but we never get a fall from grace. Yeah. it just He's like. always like Mr. Boy Scout the whole Yeah. Way they through. just, yeah, they completely back off of it and mm-hmm. they don't, yeah. So. Yeah, like you,
0: you, you had, you had the, you had the ingredients, but you just let them sit on the counter
2: and poop on them instead. (laughs) So let's go into our final segment. This one's called. "Eh,
0: Um, That's that's problematic."
2: problematic. Anything that Trey Parker and Matt Stone create comes with its problematic baggage and that's that's everything yeah and i and that's very much intentional they're the kinds of people like they're both libertarians and i have an issue with that political ideology but that's a different conversation but i feel like those type of people libertarians they like to push buttons for the sake of pushing buttons now the thing is Again, going back to what I said earlier, if you are talented enough to, like, veil that in some sort of cleverness and you can make the joke work, then it's worth it because you're actually creating art. But if it's just problematic for problematic's sake and the jokes do not land or don't work, then it's just fucking problematic. Yeah. And a lot of this movie, I think, has in I, jokes that are supposed to be, like, framed as funny, but they don't really... Have any cleverness behind them? So to me, they just come off pretty cringy. Yeah,
0: and I, I and I agree with that to an extent. And and like because for me, my own personal metric when it comes to comedy, um, I, I forget how much I talked about this previously, but let like for me, uh, like the butt of the joke. Yeah, like who is the butt of the joke? Yeah, like that's that's what I am always thinking about. Like at at whose expense a joke mm-hmm. is being told, and and so I think that you know, in addition to a lot of the humor in this film, not meeting the threshold of, you know, some semblance of cleverness. Mm-hmm. Um, the butts of these jokes again, tend to be people who don't speak English right. like, as their first language and, um, people who are larger. Um, I feel, just I like, feel like
2: what you're saying is, is part of what I'm saying too. It's yeah, like, exactly. if you're clever with it, then you won't just let it be one dimensional like that.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, or, like, I think if you have cleverness, like there's, you know, the potential. I, I don't necessarily think it will always happen, but like there's a potential that you'll be more mindful about what it is you're mm-hmm. actually mining for the comedy. Because if you and if you
2: if your joke is all, hey, these people with an accent say these words funny. That's not a joke. That's yeah. not a clever joke. Yeah. And that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But if you if you were to change that in some clever way Where it's like well maybe it's not them Maybe they don't have a problem with the language Maybe it's someone who's, who's like a white guy Who has a problem with the language Yeah, Like you know you just have yeah. to change it You have to make that extra step to work Like if you think oh I want to make a funny joke about accents Well actually put in the work to do it Don't just yeah. like make fun of an accent Yeah
0: well and, and like an example of that Like where, where I think there's a little more cleverness To it which I think you know elevates the humor a little bit would be like the the stutter humor that we had in a fish called wanda right. because i think like again they actually did go into the effort of like you know of of like crafting like clever comedic bits around mm-hmm. that um i is is a competent character and 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 also yeah right and exactly that as well so like i think like, yeah, that that gives it. Yeah, that gives a little more room to run. Right. And also because, again, like the film is still rooted in its characters yep. and and all of that. So yeah, the, o-
2: the only one who was deriding him like right to his face was Otto. Everyone else was yeah. trying to be respectful of him. Yeah. The stuttering is just a circumstance. Yeah. You know. But, it, like, in this movie, for example, like, we had uh, with the with the twins from Japan, like, their whole bit was just that they couldn't say English words. Yeah. And that wasn't funny to me. Yeah. And, um, and, and then uh, on top of that, um, uh, G-Fresh. And then we got G-Fresh. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about G-Fresh, but let me frame it this way before I throw it back to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because recently... Um, uh, from from the recording of this podcast i think it was just a few weeks ago um you know we, we've had a movement in this country now we're we're where reckoning with a lot of like racial stereotypes in our media and one of the things that is happening is people are removing like scenes or entire episodes that feature blackface in them right yeah and one of the episodes that was removed was um the community episode advanced dungeons and dragons um, because the character Chang dresses up like a dark elf, and that was deemed to be, I guess, too close to blackface, and it was removed. Yeah. And we've talked briefly in private about, you know, our thoughts about that and how it relates to the actual, you know, movement that's happening, and if, is that even like you know, like you, you it's like the, the company's just like taking these steps instead of actual doing stuff that would benefit, you know, people of color, like hiring them, for example. Yeah. Um, but I I the the reason why I bring that up to frame this is because for me The character of G-Fresh in this movie is way more blackface than than what Chang did in that episode. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I I, I actually. Yeah, I I agree with that. mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And and again, it's like it's 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 layering up like these, you know, racist stereotypes about black people on top of the on top of the, you know, the xenophobic and racist stereotypes about people for whom English is not their first language. Mm -hmm. So it's just yeah, it's it's a whole mess of stuff like uh, and and again for me that rubs me the wrong way because on the one hand like yeah it's a cleverer joke because you're you're holding these two different jokes quote right. unquote like in opposition to each other so mm-hmm. like there is a subversion of expectations going on yeah. there for me still leaves this massively sour taste in my mouth just because of how disparaging both of those jokes are and it's so, because
2: g fresh is not a well-developed character to begin with
0: yeah exactly know? like he's a sympathetic character yeah, for sure is. but he like is. but yeah it doesn't
2: yeah it just it doesn't like it, I, it doesn't go yeah it doesn't we watched go beyond the movie that, like, um recently uh, we watched true romance yeah. True Romance has a character who is white, played by Gary Oldman, who acts like a black guy. Yeah. Now, Gary Oldman or uh, I guess I'll say uh, Drexel, the character that he plays, yeah. Drexel Spivey, is for all intents and purposes, a competent human being who chooses to live his life like this. Yeah. I say competent with air quotes. Yeah. But we know what we mean. Like he he he's chosen to craft a lifestyle. OK, yeah. G Fresh is not an, an Asian-American man who chooses to live this lifestyle. Right. He's clearly an immigrant who speaks broken English, who then on top of that tries to front like a black person. Yeah. And that's where the, the humor falls flat for me. Yeah. Because yeah. If it, I wouldn't have a problem with it actually would have been funny if this sushi guy was Asian American and he didn't speak with an Asian accent. He just spoke like a black guy. It's like, yeah, that's his thing. That's G fresh. That's actually kind of (laughs) clever. But the fact that he speaks with a broken Asian accent on top of doing all the, um, the, the black, Slang, Yeah. That's what rubs me the wrong way because it's like, that's very clearly a minstrelization of both of their yeah. cultures. Well, and, and also
0: because like, th- w- as I was watching his character kind of doing his things, like the, the thought that I had in the back of my mind was that I was wondering if there was like something in his character that maybe they were trying to like play with about the idea of cultural appropriation. Right. Because which would have been clever. W- which, if they had done that. Well, well and especially because, like, uh, the, the the kind of sort of internal narrative I had in the back of my mind for his character was that, like, since coming to America, he maybe just, like, discovered hip-hop and discovered he yeah. really likes hip-hop, and, and so that that's where maybe most of his references were coming from. And maybe that was the intention behind yeah. the character, but— they never really dive into that kind of specificity. Yeah, they could have to developed to, to make that more clear. Um and and if they if they had done that, then maybe like, yeah, again, it'd still leave a sour taste in my mouth, but at least it's like, oh, you're actually like you're actually like telling a more specific story right. about what this person's experience of, you know, learning how to, you know, live a life in America is like, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and sort of learning, you know, and, and sort of like the idea of like, you know, integrating into Mm -hmm. like American culture and stuff like that. So like, again, there's, there is potential there and the ingredients are kind of there, but they're just kind of poorly and shallowly executed. you You
2: just can't ask me to, to, you can't ask me the audience member, not me specifically, but me, the audience member to laugh at some, at a person Who has like? You can't ask me to to laugh at a person for having trouble speaking English, while simultaneously laugh at them for using ebonics. Like you, you can't. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, that's gonna fall flat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you can't have that. Both of those jokes at the same time. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's just not gonna work. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's
0: a real it's a real rough mix. So. Um,
2: what else was problematic? We had the running gag. Uh, Matt Stone played uh, Danny or, or Dave. He played Dave, and yeah. his running gag of not wanting to appear queer to people.
0: Yeah, the gay gay panic
2: in in um, the 90s. A little frame of reference here, because I feel like. Now we've come full circle, right? We could kind of, like, <laughs> frame it a little bit differently. But in the 90s, the word queer was not as empowering as it is today. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, we we really have come a long way right.
0: um, in, in that regard. Um, so he
2: definitely uses it pejoratively, I think, which yeah, is what I have a exact. problem with. Yeah, I agree
0: with that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because it is, it is basically no homo. It's right. like a... It's like a uh, almost a, a progenitor of of, right. of of just no homo right. period mm-hmm. um so uh, yeah it, and and again it's like yeah sure he 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 comes to terms with his sexuality by yeah. the end of the movie but like you're seeing that like yeah you're seeing that fucking 100 miles away that mm-hmm. like that's where they're going with the joke and and yeah just like having that yeah just homophobic gay panic like yeah, not fun. Um, I really didn't appreciate anything to do with the T-Rex gag. I just found that just so demeaning to larger people. Mm -hmm. Um, very much. And, and especially just like the vocalizing that they put on top of it. Like, yeah, just really not fucking cool. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, and a a point for that actually that I was going to bring up is how, like you talk about dehumanization like of all the female characters cuz I, I actually want to give props where props is due in this movie where like the female characters are not you know completely you know smile, sex object tokens out there like they're not we don't see boobs and ass out you know they're for, they're fairly covered up but of the characters of the female characters she's the one the T-Rex uh, character is the one that exposes most of her flesh i think
0: that's i i i would push back on that because it's clearly it's clearly in that moment being being done in a not empowering
2: way for her like it's not Oh no, I'm not saying I'm saying that it uh, is like you're talking about C-Rex specifically right yeah, yeah, in the case of uh, yeah, I'm case- saying that it's not empowering for her. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm no, saying I, that I, it's kind of is dehumanizing yeah. because she's she's the the I guess uh, like it's fat shaming and it's like, "Oh, we have this fat actress." Yeah. Let's show more of her than we do the skinny, attractive people. That's yeah. what I'm getting at.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think, I, yeah, I do. I hear what you're saying in that mm-hmm. regard. Um, yeah, I just think, yeah, the the fact that they they really do just like they they do literally use her body against her yeah. like in a, in a really just yeah cheap way and there's and, like
2: no no reason for that scene to exist
0: yeah and yeah it's just ex- except to make fun of fat people yeah and 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 on and on top of that again just completely lacking in cleverness um, right so there's
2: zero cleverness
0: yeah zero cleverness um so yeah that that one really bugged me um i agree well, wow. it's, it's tough. It's tough to even keep track of how many different fucking jokes in this movie. Oh, um, the, uh, their, their first time out using the orgasm array, mm-hmm. uh, also like inducing orgasms in strangers against their consent, like, and, and again, it's like, it, it it, it, it kind of gets by that a little bit. That is the whole bit. point of the movie. <laughs> well, 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 the thing is, like, it, it gets it gets by because they don't necessarily sexualize it right. as much. Mm-hmm. It's more of a just, like, oh, it's this is a thing that debilitates people. But the fact their first time out is not because they're using it to specifically debilitate people mm-hmm. for the purposes of a fight. It's for fun. It's specifically right. for fun. So, like, yeah, just yeah that that's that's awful that's sexual assault Mm -hmm. um uh so yeah 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 (laughs) it's 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 a gross fucking movie like and and yeah just like yeah like fair like in in spite of their best attempts at having heart like the the only characters who are you know given any moments of heart are, are two male leads and yeah, like, like they're the only ones for whom at the end of the day, there's any sort of sense of cuteness and, yeah. and, and whatever. And, and so and fight crime. Yeah. So, so like all of this other rude humor and all these rude jokes just like put different, you know, marginalized people like up, as, just offer them up as like the butts of these jokes. Pretty so, much. Um, yeah, just like a rude, gross film for me, personally.
2: So, so um, well, an interesting piece of trivia, most of the bad guys in this movie are named after people whose first name is Roy. We've got Max Orbison, he's named after Roy Orbison. Um, Rogers is named after Ray Rogers. Uh, I'm sorry, Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. <laughs> okay. Ray Rogers. Okay. Um, Rogers is named after Roy Rogers. Ron Jeremy's character Clark is named after Roy Clark. And Acup, uh, who is the douchey nephew, oh, we haven't even talked about how horrible his character is. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his name from Ro- Roy Acuff. Um, yeah, talk about problematic. Like whatever that guy was trying to do. Uh, yeah i I don't even I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, like he was like farting in people's faces, which whatever yeah uh, like
0: i yeah the the whole fart i don't know but <laughs> he, but
2: he tries to like sexually assault people twice in the movie yeah first yeah. the porn star and then lisa
0: Yeah. And 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 again, like and and again, that's why I I was a little bit like kind of treading lightly in terms of my praise for for that one actress who, again, does have these like really funny pratfalls Mm. in the movie, because like, again, like they really do take that instance where he is like just fucking sexually assaulting her. And, you know, it. It, it mostly serves as just a transition into some more physical comedy. Right, she's
2: like, oh, she stood up for herself, great for, oh, she's a bimbo. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, just fucking awful. So, uh, since you said fucking awful, let's go and finish up this discussion with our final thoughts. So, Orgasmo, where do you fall? Is that the name of this movie? God. <laughs> Is it a bad movie, a so-so movie, a good movie, a great movie? What do you think?
0: Bad, 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 <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Yay, I say this film is bad. Um, uh, yeah, it. <laughs> the high point is the opening sequence of the film. Um, uh, this This would be a film where, like, if I paid the price of admission to see it in a theater, sat down, watched the opening sequence, and then left, I would have gotten my money's worth much more than if I stuck around for the whole thing. Like, mm. a few funny jokes here and there. Um, I think it's it's an interesting film to watch in terms of just, like, kind of seeing, you know, early work from Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Um, you know, I think... You know, for better or for worse. I think there's there's you know there's there's a lot of criticism to be had about their work. I think in general, but, yeah. Um, uh, but even their recent stuff, yeah. But 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 I do think that but their work is significant too, and and I fully acknowledge that. And and so I think like this film is an interesting entry in terms of just kind of like seeing the beginnings of their comedic sensibility. And and I would say that like the film if 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 there is one claim of specificity towards this film in a way it is that kind of comedic sensibility right uh, it's it's tough to put my finger on again because of how much broad humor there is but like something about just like, like that kind of that in your faceness that sort of you know the 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 sort of the throwaway quality of some of the jokes like i think it, like there there is i think a sense that like they 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 have a specific idea of like how they like their comedy. Mm-hmm. um I just think that they still haven't they they still haven't accrued all of the tools yet for how to how to deploy that sensibility mm-hmm. effectively and and how to maintain it with an actual story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean it's right. like they it, it it really felt more like just a, a canvas for them to throw a bunch of jokes that they've been
2: batting around. And since around, they're always it, like, I think like in their work in general, I, they're so involved with their work that they do. Like, you know, they, they like Trey, Trey Parker writes, directs, edits. He writes the music, sings the music, does additional voices. Matt Stone does voices. He helps with the writing. He, he produces the movies. Like these, these are all, like all of their projects are very much their own creativity, and they're in full control. Yeah, and so I feel like you yeah. know, which I respect
0: that. Like, right, I, 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 I respect I respect that kind of like artistic ownership of your work. But and like, I, I yeah. feel like
2: that's where you know it's like you make or, you make it or break it yourself, right? And I feel like definitely this movie is a circumstance where they just didn't have, like you said, the tools to really convey their comedic style yeah. as effectively as they do later on, but there are glimpses of it. Yeah. Um, so I. So for you, yeah. So I give this... I, I agree it's a bad movie, but I will be a little bit kinder than you and say it's bad uh, just verging on so-so. <laughs> just, yeah. just a little hint of kindness there, and part of that is because you do see those little rays of, you know, oh, this is obviously... A Trey Parker, Matt Stone thing, uh, like the song first and foremost is classic. Yeah, song's amazing. <laughs> uh, that goes a long way, and some of the humor does land, even though a lot of it does not land. But, uh, but it, it, it they're very. It's a very much a harbinger of of things to, harbinger of things to come, um, because they explore. The Mormon thing through, through in South Park and on stage with Book of Mormon, you know, like they seem to come back to these themes. So this was almost like a, a primer for them on how to explore some of these themes. Yeah. Um, and it's not—I'm not, not going to say it's a successful movie. It's not a successful movie, and it's definitely a bad movie. Um, but uh, the little glimpses that I catch here and there, and the little the bits that that do make me laugh, it's like okay, so it's not. It's not completely devoid. It's not blood rain level bad. Yeah, no, I,
0: <laughs> I, I'm with, I'm with you there. I mean, I think like you know, <laughs> the, 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 I, I think that uh, in our rating system, mm-hmm. like the, they're, they're, the. There is there is the most room in the appraisal of bad, you know <laughs> right. that like one, like once a film has kind of fallen into the bad bucket, right. like th- there's there's, a, there's there's plenty a, a, of wiggle room a, in plenty bad. of there's plenty of room there, <laughs> and
2: so yeah, this film is certainly not blood rain bad mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. So if you guys listened to this uh, episode and did not watch the movie, and you're like, well, why do I want to watch this movie since you guys sh- shit all over it? What I will tell you is. YouTube the song And just Fucking watch the song Yes Cause that's like The best part of the movie Uh what's the title of the song Is it just Now, now you're a man Okay yeah Now you're a man by a- DVDA. DVD Or you can just put Trey Parker Matt Stone I'm sure it'll come up. Either way Either way Uh so yeah So go out there And uh Get your manly song on Yeah And um Thank you for watching Orgasmo with me Always a pleasure and we'll hope that you guys out there join us next time. We'll, we'll, you know, watch another schlocky masterpiece. It might be better than this one, but who knows? You'll never know until you listen to the next episode. And until then, now you're a man! Now go watch some movies!
0: <laughs> nice. I hope we're gonna have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence.
1: No relationship, no emotion. Just. No relationship. No emotions. Just. I hope we're gonna have some gratuitous sex and violence. Just. You guys
0: are
1: always bring the
0: very best violence. Just. I hope we're gonna have some gratuitous
1: sex and violence. Just. You guys. Are no relationship. No emotional. Just you guys
0: are always bringing the very best violence. No no
1: Just best violence. Yes. I hope we're gonna have some gratuitous sex and violence. Just
0: you guys are always bringing the
1: very best violence.